chapter 46, speaking about a, a reciprocal kind of love. A reciprocal kind of love. Where the king comes with his retinue, with his entourage of important people from the palace. And he comes to a dunghill, finding a simple lowly commoner, removing this commoner from the dunghill, bringing this in commoner into the inner chamber where others don't go. Only this simple commoner. You might ask why. We're going to get all into that later in the analog. Um, into details. But what is the metaphor that we're working on right now? The Jewish people. They were in Egypt in a place that was depraved. Not only because they were slaves, but the, you know, a depraved land, depraved people, depraved environment that almost ensnared the Jewish people. Finally, God himself came. Not through an angel, not through any emissary. God himself and took us out. And where did he bring us? Into his inner chamber. Where we can have a relationship with him of a kiss and a hug. The kiss is the study of Torah, as we learned, and the hug is the doing of a mitzvah, that we get a royal embrace. And we learned yesterday at great length. And this is the idea of what it means in the, when we make a blessing before we do a mitzvah, that God has betrothed us. Betrothal means a union brought us into an inner chamber that we can have a union, a union with God Almighty. Just as a man betroths a wife, as the verse says, and he shall cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Exactly that way, we become one with God, infinitely more than even a husband and wife to become one. They become one, Two halves of one soul coming together. They become one. In that way they become one. That's what betrothal is. And they become also one through a child that they bring into this world. Of course. And that's all the metaphor for us to understand. The power of what we're doing right now in a mitzvah. Of studying Torah. That this infinitely surpasses the union between husband and wife. The union that we have with God Almighty. No greater union than this. Therefore continues in today's teaching, the Altenimus says that King Solomon, he says, peace unto him. In the Song of Songs, right? It's a, it's a love song, right? It's really a metaphor for the union of God with the Jewish people through Torah mitzvahs, as with the union of the bridegroom with the bride. The union being an attachment, an external level of unity with a longing and a more inward level of unity with the desire 
that is expressed through, as we said, an embrace and a kiss. An embrace is a complete embrace of God, right and left and center, which means chesed, vura, tiferes, God's kindness, his power and his compassion that embraces us through the act of a mitzvah, through the kiss, which is we, two mouths coming together as we explain the, we mouth the words of God, his wisdom, his will of the Torah, and that we have his spirit, his breath, just like in a kiss, there's a breath exchange. So there's an exchange here of the breath of God. His spirit becomes part of me and my spirit. That's, that's betrothal. That's what is caused through this, what we're doing right now, the study of Torah. That's one understanding of how we become um, betrothed, we become a union. Betrothal means a union, a oneness. But also the word in the blessing, asher kidi shanu, that he has uh, betrothed us, also means from the word kodesh, sanctified us. God has sanctified us. What does that mean, sanctified? means he's elevated us to a supreme holiness, a holiness of God himself. Meaning, to elevate, what does that mean? It means you're here, the regular norm, human condition, and God now elevates, means he separates you from the human condition, apart from the world, to a level of the encompassing light of God, that is an unable to enclose itself in this world, that light of God, because it's so powerful. And yet, through doing a mitzvah, we are elevated to that which is beyond the world. In other words, we attain the quality of holiness of the Ein Seif, the limitlessness of God through the act of a mitzvah. It's extremely powerful. So, this then is what the verse says in Torah, and you shall be holy unto me, for I am the Lord, I'm holy. In other words, God is separating us from the other nations of the world, that you should, we should be his. His means separate, holy. That's what sep- holy means, separated from the norm. And through this, we fulfill the commandments. I'm the Lord, your God, possessive. I am the Lord, your God. We become, God becomes ours. He's my God. Just as, you know, the man and woman become each other's, right? So likewise, God becomes ours through the betrothal, through the separateness. And this is the idea that it says, we say in the 
we say in the Torah and in our prayers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. Because the patriarchs were on such a level of self-nullification that they were just a reflection of the divine. They identified with the divine to such a degree they became only a vehicle of the divine. They had no independent will, no desire, but that of God. They were so totally dedicated that they absorbed the light of God that that's all they were. So every time we occupy ourselves in Torah and commandments in this manner, we're not different than the patriarchs. The difference is the patriarchs did that every moment of their lives. That's what a holy person does in every moment of their lives. They're just a, a reflection of the divine. They're a vehicle of the, of the divine light, of this light that's separate from the world, that's beyond the world. But we are that every time we engage in a mitzvah. And because of that, that's why even an illiterate person, not a scholar, not someone special, but they're doing a mitzvah, like bringing Bikurim, the first fruits. Everybody has to stand up for that person because they're the embodiment of God that's dwelling within them at that moment. So therefore you have to stand up for that person. It's only because we have a body that has body talk that is au contraire to the soul talk of the divine that's within me that creates a barrier because I'm not refined sufficiently enough that I'd not be able to live this every moment as the patriarchs did. And parenthetically, I'm not saying over here, but every holy person, every righteous person is that way. We, though, are that way in the moment of doing a mitzvah. As now. We are a ref- bound up beyond this world, separated from this world, in an infinite light of the Ein Saif, of the limitlessness of God, to such a degree that it becomes my God. So much that we identify with it, so much it is us. Powerful. This is what marriage is. Union of two halves of one soul that come together is one. And now you become, because of that, separated from others. There can be no one else in your, in a union, but the husband and wife. That means you can't have, you can have a friend. (laughs) Of course, you should have friends, right? But this union, right, that is actually expressed through um, actual physical union of, you know, of, of intimacy as it's expressed. Right, this union creates now that you are separated from the husband is separated. I mean, biblically, a husband can marry another wife, but today you can't. Um, but you're separated that now there's no one else, there's no one else in the world, right? As far as this union, what a beautiful idea! Can you imagine? 
when Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they got married, right? They had a union. They got they had relations, intimacy. When Adam looked into the eyes of Eve and Eve looked into the eyes of Adam, who was there? Only them. There was no one else. They were separated for each other because literally there was no one else, right? So it is today. There's no one else. There is no one else but who you're married to. That's hard for us because we look around and we see others and we compare. And we compare. Oh, she's more this, he's more that. You know, I don't have to go there. You understand very well what I'm talking about. Why? Because we're stuck down here. But if we recognize in marriage that the, there we are betrothed, that there is a union here, and in the same word as kiddishanu, betrothal also means separated, that we're separated, there's only us. There's only me to you and you to me. That's all there is. And that's the way I approach, and that's the way I am in the marriage. Wow. We would have a lot less divorce. We'd have a lot less, we'd have a lot more happier marriages because this is what I'm, you know, how I perceive my, my spouse. There's no one else. That doesn't mean again that you don't have a friend, you don't have a confidant, you don't have a mentor, you don't have a guide, you have all of that. But this unique union of intimacy, your husband and wife, is separates us there's no one else that's what marriage is that's a jewish marriage and that's how god marries the jewish people in this manner he betrothed to us so we are unto him and he is unto us and therefore separates us separates us from all other nations in this respect, in this uniqueness. And um, separates us from the human condition. That the human condition doesn't dictate to us. Hence, that's the eternity of the Jewish people. Because human condition is, you know, the sun rises on the Roman Empire, it's gone. The Byzantine Empire, the you know, uh, the 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 uh, Babylonian Empire, they all come and go. But the Jewish people are eternal. Why? Because through this marriage, we're separated unto God beyond and above. Beyond and above. Um, that's a uniqueness. I mean, when you think about it, you know, I guess no nation thinks of themselves as being eternal. <coughs> they like to last a long time. The Third Reich wanted to reign for a thousand years. But a thousand years is only a thousand years. Jewish people are here 3,300 plus years. Um, and will be for eternity. 
So, but the important lesson over here is that in the act of doing the mitzvah that God separates us, he separates us in a way, and this is another nuanced, amazing idea. We should think that I'm God's. After all, God is God. I mean, you know. No, what do we say? When we do a mitzvah, he's mine. When I identify with him in the act of doing a mitzvah, right, with that kiss and embrace of the divine, just like, you know, in a spousal relationship, she becomes his, he becomes hers, right? So likewise, God becomes ours. By the patriarchs and by every righteous person, they are that every moment of the day because they are completely nothing but a reflection of the divine. No women desire their own, just that of, of, God, of God's desire, nothing else. And we, though, um, are not that way, you know. We're stuck a little down here. We have a body that, you know, has its own agenda. Uh, but when we identify in this manner, in the act of doing a mitzvah, then he's my God. That's powerful and beautiful. and something to really live with. Something really to live with. Okay. Questions? Have a few moments, not much. Um, the Vida, when Mashiach comes, will the betrothal be increased to the level as we are right now? Very good question, uh, the Vida. Yeah, right now we're only betrothed to God. Mashiach comes, we're going to live. We could be Nisuyan. For those who are familiar with the Jewish marriage, it's a two part ceremony. Uh, Erusin, betrothal, Kiddushin, and then Chupa and Nesuyan, as it's called. Used to be back in the day, a thousand years ago, used to be actually, you got betrothed, like an engagement, but you were actually considered like two halves of one soul. And, and if there was any, uh, you know, things that were inappropriate in the relationship, uh, there could be uh, a death, there, there was uh, capital punishment at that point already because you're two halves of one soul, even though you didn't have relations yet. You didn't make home together. And then you would prepare for the wedding six months a year or a year later. They, you, they would have Nisuyan, the chupa, the Sheva Brochas, and, and then you create your home, right? Today we do it all at once. So today we are betrothed to God, the Jewish people, but Nisuyan means to live together. Are we living together with God in the way like the, the patriarchs and the, and the righteous people do? No. They do it. We don't. But we will. That's what Mashiach is. Yes, so we're going to be upgraded in the marriage.
All right. Any other questions? I don't see any other questions here. Rambam at one o'clock. Um, oh, John has a question. When Mashiach comes, will our egos be nullified? The presence of God will be so palpable and real that we'll be enveloped in that light. Which, by the way, this is, um, you know, all nations of the world will be a part of Mashiach. So there'll be an upgrade for all of us. And Mashiach come now. Um, anybody from last night would like to share? That would be amazing. Um, uh, we, uh, again, I, I urge Tanya Rabbi community Go to tanyarabbi.com.org and uh, take a look and try it for one month. I, a couple days left, that you'll even get a bonus. If you look over there, you'll, you'll get a bonus if you sign up now. I suggest, uh, you know, sign up now. And, um, yeah. see any other questions here uh, Michael please share with us I only wanted to say how uh, how amazing it was to see that uh, the people joined the TLC community because of the same reasons we we should uh, make this uh, testimonial uh, video to uh, tell why we learn uh, Tanya and then you think about what you do you want to say and you don't say everything or you say ah, I should say something else or this detail or this detail and as I saw the other testimonial videos this was exactly the same reasons which bring me daily to study Tanya then yesterday night as we spoke about it I saw that um, this community this is really based on shared values and shared ideas because everyone said one point why he every day studies Tanya that I also had uh, on my list. This was very amazing. We see that we as a community want not only uh, to work on ourselves, we want to fix the world. It was very, very amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, there's something about you see, it's wonderful over here the way I'm, uh, you know, the teaching, but uh, in, in this format, it's um, it's sharing and it's taking it to the next level of not just being inspired, but to grow through the learning, learning to live. That's what it is. Here we're learning the ideas, but then to make it to personalize it and to allow us to go to the next level that's what the trc is and um very great beginning uh michelle on instagram does our animal soul represent the ego yes the ego represents the, is from the animal soul absolutely 
it's not just the ego you know the fact that we that we have a tendency to be pleasure seeking that's not that's not an ego thing that's uh you know the taste palette that's uh, you know whatever else um and uh you know the fact that you enjoy you know visually something pleasant that uh is you know that entices a person or whatever you want to call it um that's not an ego thing but that's part of the animal soul that's why we call it an animal soul not just merely ego ego would is just an is an, an element absolutely and is a, an important element but it, it's beyond that all right thank you for sharing michael appreciate it um and um all right folks tomorrow we continue i'm rabbi ronnie fine coming to you from chabad zuchin kadeshim in montreal canada where it's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the tanya have a wonderful day be well